Madison's Alternative, 1067 The Resistance. This week on the Disruptor Series, I'm getting to know Pepper. Hello. Well, hi. How are you, Miranda? I'm good. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Incredibly excited knowing that I'm going to be home and I have not been in my house since May 22nd. So it's been a really beautiful time out on the road and summer is our busiest time. But um, it's really nice that we started so early in the summer because I get a little bit of summer back in Oceanside where I live now. I never really get that. I always get back September or October. So it's really, really nice that we started earlier for once this year. August is like the heart of the summer. That's when it's the hottest and the driest. <laughs> it's not my favorite. My favorite actually is September when we get local summer. It's a, such a trip because in San Diego, especially in Oceanside, it always blows me away how as Labor Day hits, it's almost like everyone gets a memo not to go to the beach anymore and they just disappear completely. And so it's like right after Labor Day, I'm like, oh, all right. This is exactly what I, I'm, I'm wanting. So California is kind of your sweet spot. Is that why you moved there? So the band's all from Kona, Hawaii, all born and raised. And we left Hawaii on May 12th, bought a van, bought a PA and started playing music ever since then. Carlsbad is the first place that we moved. That was where we set up our first like roots and shop. And then we've been in North County since then. And I live in Oceanside now. The community there is just very reminiscent of Kona, a very like tight knit group. Lots of just like local people that have been there for, you know, the beginning of the town, you know? So it's like, uh, it was really familiar to me to uh to stay in oceanside and i resonated with it more than most places so we should still go to hawaii on vacation the second best maybe san diego oh <laughs> uh, it's been a beautiful opportunity to be able to live in two paradises and all of our family is back in hawaii this option of having like five to six direct flights from san diego to hawaii a day wow i know and so it's really nice to have that availability just in case you need to like disappear to get back home for a little bit. Yeah, especially in, from Wisconsin. Hawaii just seems like so far away, almost unattainable. So for you guys to be able to just, you know what, I'm going today, get me a flight. <laughs> yeah. No layovers. Yeah, that's got to be nice. I always tell my East friends when they're planning on going to Hawaii, to take a couple of days in California, like break it up uh, a little bit. And then also too, you know, like, especially like getting closer to the border in San Diego, like you have like towns like Chula Vista or National City that have some of the like best Mexican food I've ever had in my life. Go there for a couple of days, decompress, eat some tacos, and then make your way over to Hawaii. Because you will not, you will not find Mexican food in Hawaii. Okay, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so you guys have a brand new song called Get Me Ready. Can you tell me about that song? Absolutely. So I was able to work with two heroes of mine on this song. And if you've ever heard of the band called Rancid, Tim Armstrong has a studio in Silver Lake in LA. We got together and we started writing with uh, Kevin from The Interrupters. If you haven't heard The Interrupters yet, they are one of my favorite bands to watch and listen to. They are phenomenal. And they have very, very deep roots with Tim. So it was Tim and Kevin and I in a small room in a very nice studio. And uh, Tim had this guitar line. Kevin immediately jumped on the piano. And the guy is such a monster that he'd like laid down the bass line and the keys at the same time. Tim played guitar. 
And then I came up with the uh, lyrics and melody right there. Just the three of us in a room. It really took about 20 minutes. It was such a wonderful experience and we were all just so happy about it. Because when you do get into like writing situations with people that you haven't written with before and something magical and chemistry happens like that, it really is exciting, you know, because there's so many different ways that music can happen and music can like penetrate your life and, and your system and, and how you create it. And it's never really all the same. So when it happens like this, with such a rapid, good feeling feel to it. It's addicting. It's exciting. And then it was shelved for a very long time, possibly like four years. Yeah. And so the demo just sat in a can and then we revisited it years later and then took it to our studio in Hermosa Beach. And we reworked it up there at uh, Kona Town Recording, which is our studio with Jeff Neeson, who plays uh, music with us, Jeff Bates, who's our engineer and a keyboarder um, that works a lot with us. And his name is Shaggy. And then we just rebuilt the track from that demo and then uh, sent it off to Kevin and Tim. And they loved where we took the production with it. That's awesome. I've, I've heard from multiple artists, especially when you're in the studio and you're just kind of jamming out, that it can be hard to recreate the excitement and the energy that came in that first demo. Did you feel like you guys were really able to use the excitement from that first session and make it part of the new version? Even better. We didn't vary at all. We basically just added drums, new keys, and just a little bit more production. But the demo intact when you listen to side by side it is exactly the same so i and i completely understand what you're saying but um this one was just it felt so good that we did not need to try to wrench it too much it was basically just laid out correctly so we followed the blueprint and then just made it accessible to people to to get it so it was in the can for four years why dig it out now great question we have already in 2018 we had an album and the material for it so this track didn't make the cut and so we had 2018 we released the album called locomotion okay and then we toured off of that for a couple of years and we were about to release new music and then the world shut down and so it shut down for us for another two years so bringing us to 2023 it's kind of like when we started to reactivate not only our touring schedule, but the music that we will be releasing as well. So we have like a whole project that's coming at you and Get Me Ready is the, the beginning of it. And it's been fun because we have our own record label now. It's called Law Records. And this band, Pepper, has been around for a very long time. I mean, we've been doing this for about 25 years together. And we've done the major labels, we've done the minor labels, and we have our own label. And so we're getting really, really excited about the creativity of how to release music now because the whole gauntlet, especially with streaming, has completely changed. It's rare that people are going to take an album and listen to it. So what we're doing is um, we're being experimental because we can. Dropping it off, like get me ready and just putting it out there in that kind of sense. And then also releasing Get Me Ready Aloha remix, which is a little more of a reggae vibe. And we have like a, we have them side by side now, and they're just kind of like cruising together and we'll have more singles that we drop off. But the collection of music that we do have is finished and it is canned, meaning mixed, mastered, ready to go. It's just going to be a slower release process for us because we want to test some things out and, uh, and see how it goes. 
And you guys have such an interesting stance on business. You guys have created your own line of award-winning wines. <laughs> you yep. guys have a new clothing line with Volcom that you've teamed up with. Yep. You guys really spread yourselves out and you share that with your fans. It, it becomes like a big community. Well, it's uh, interesting that you say that community, right? It's really fun. You hear what uh, bands call their fan base. Like Jimmy Buffett has the parrot heads. You know what I mean? Like, like Pepper has the Ohana. Ohana means family, where we're all from in Hawaii. It's Hawaiian for family. So the Pepper Ohana really hopefully understand that, you know, when we get together, it is a safe destination of music, clothes, wine. We even have our own brand of flour coming out. So it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, let's encompass all of it. And also, too, let's get together and, and sing some songs. Uh, let's get together. Let's dance. Let's get together and be kind. It really is important to me uh, when we're there on stage and, you know, playing in front of whether it's hundreds of people or thousands of people that we, we come at it going, look, there's way more going on right with us than wrong. And these concerts that we're part of, that's an opportunity to remind each other of it and get away from everything that news usually portrays. Because when you're at a pepper show, then you can actually feel this aloha that we have. And then it spreads. And then it's really interesting how the entire energy of the venue just becomes lighter, happier, and more, um, more positive. I think it's interesting when you think of Volcom, I don't think of wine drinkers. <laughs> Do those two things represent the band, you think? So um, it is all always about the story, right? And so we actually started working with Volcom right when we moved from Hawaii in 1999. And we have a friend. His name is uh, Ben Bruff. He does all of our art. So the pepper art that you see is done by Ben Bruff. That is, that's his interpretation of our music through his art and he was a pro surfer on Volcom he made the introductions and Volcom was actually our very first record label and so the history and the story there are so ancient it really ties in we've been able to like you know the very first national tour we ever had was because of Volcom we did the Warp Tour in 2001 the Volcom had uh, Volcom had a stage we built that stage that was how we got on tour wow. we had to that stage every day for Volcom. And so throughout, you know, the, the decades of being in Pepper, Volcom has been a presence with that. They were the ones who gave us the budget to create Kona Town, which is now 20 years old. You know, so there we go with that. Now with the wine. So my uh, lineage is Sicilian and Hawaiian. Okay. My parents are island kids, makes me a double island kid. So I was drinking sips of wine by the time I was four years old, you know, and that was just the culture. And so my history with wine has um, been well established and I've been there for a long time. And if you like look back in the history books, like you'll see that Pepper did like many, many different types of tours. Like, for example, the Jägermeister tours with like slightly stupid, like Pennywise, you know, and now this is like our 20s. And that's like when you could like do Jägermeister yeah form and do that kind of stuff well we're not 20 anymore we're at a different bracket of age where now 
I don't want to go and do shots, period, of anything. I would prefer just to open up a bottle of wine and philosophize, talk about life, enjoy it, really get to understand like um, all that it took to get to you. And so one thing about wine and music that it's a, it's really interesting uh, for me personally is because when you open up a bottle of wine and it breathes again, it, it's like a, it's like a mummy, you know, it's like, it's breathing again. It's been frozen in time. Well, that could be very much said the same as like a record. If you just pull it off the shelf and you put it on the turntable and you drop the needle, they're just these things until you allow them to really speak to you in that capacity. And they have so much to say, both of them. And so the relationship with music and wine was a really easy one for me to put together. And since then, I've learned so much, especially from our first partner, Thomas Booth, with uh, the wine boss in Pasta Robles. But now, because I was very much spearheading the whole wine thing myself, I learned so much that I... I'm actually taking it to the next level. And we're getting grapes now in another business that I, I have, the WLC. We have these licenses that we can go and get grapes and juice from countries all around the world. And the world is big and wine is massive. So I'm really, really excited for the next steps of taking the wine business even further of all the education that I learned in the five years of Pasta Robles um, and then spreading it over to, you know, getting my Chilean cabs to getting my Spanish Tempranillos to getting my Argentinian Malbecs. Like I'm ex so excited about this next adventure of it. How many of these projects do you guys have to like come up with as a band? How many of them do you have to like vote? Is everybody good with this or is it more of just like a, Hey, we're doing this. Uh, it's a partnership for sure. But in a successful partnership, you have to have faith in your partners. And so we have been able to come up with a couple of things that we felt really aligned with, you know, after bringing it. And then when the vote goes in, yeah, you're right. It is a vote. When the vote goes in, awesome. So like the clothing collaboration, celebrating Clonatown's 20 years with Balkum, the first label that put that out as a complete alignment. The strain of weed that we have coming out called sweet leaf we are all in alignment with plant medicine so yes as long as the alignment is there yes but the three of us have always been a partnership like and that's that's kind of why i think the three of us have been together since 97 yeah it's a long long time and i can't bring up anyone in my head any band in my head that is still the original members really especially with so much else going on. So many people split up over the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is definitely not the easiest business, but it's not the hardest either. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh, Miranda, thank you so much. I want to thank you guys for spinning Get Me Ready. It's so, it's so wonderful to know that after all this time, people are still interested in the product that we put out. And, and I'm just so grateful for it. And, you know, just the facts to you, like, you know, this is a bit of a throwback tune. Like this takes me right back to like the specials or the untouchables. Like this is a, a very, very just two-tone kind of moving, bopping ska song, right? So no matter what the song is, a good song is a good song. And you're and, bringing and, more people into the family. Yeah, the Ohana. The Ohana, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I, I really thank you for your time. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be heard in Wisconsin. I can't wait to come back.